0: Welcome to the anointed and transformational teaching ministry of Pastor Wale Kinshiku, Senior Pastor of House of Praise Mississauga, Canada, a parish of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. It is our prayer that as you listen to this message that you will be empowered to achieve your dreams and fulfill your destiny. God bless you as you listen. Prepare to succeed. Tell your neighbor, prepare to succeed. Prepare yes, to succeed. Oh, tell somebody, prepare to succeed. Yeah, so we started this last week. Father, we thank you for your war. We receive it with gratitude again this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. My main text this morning is Ephesians 1, verse 7. In this word what it says. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. So this is what you and I must know, please. Our redemption in Christ has value. Somebody say value. Value. Yes, our redemption in Christ has huge value. So note that our redemption in Christ, it gives us many benefits, all right? And these benefits, part of these benefits enable you and I to live a successful life, a successful life in all ramifications because of our redemption in Christ, not because we are smart as a the person, there's nothing wrong with being smart as a person, I celebrate you all of you guys here that have very high IQ to God be the glory for you, I celebrate you there's nothing wrong at all in that, it's something to be celebrated because it's a gift of God, it's just the same way the, my daughter last sang this morning, sang very well and can keep a key and some of us the key cannot keep us and we cannot keep the key so it's a talent, it's a gift, we celebrate God for that but what I'm saying now here is that our confidence that we will not fail is not based on our intellect. Our confidence that we will not fail is that success has been bought for us. Okay? Success has been bought for us. It's been bought for us. It's been bought for us. Okay? Now, while the ultimate, ultimate blessing of redemption is that we spend eternity with Christ that's the ultimate someone say ultimate Ultimate. all right when you get on the flight from here let's just say to london england you go to london england the ultimate reason why you booked the flight and you jumped on the plane is to get to london england right okay but while you're on the flight the flight is about i don't know seven hours or there about let's say seven hours eight hours to get to london england while you're on that flight to london england Eight hours from here, from Toronto, Canada. There are a few things that also happen on the plane. Is that not true? There are a few things that also happen on the plane. That they. Why are you looking at me this way? What kind of plane have we been taking? <laughs> what kind of flight have we been taking? Okay. Anyway, normal flight. They're supposed to give you some things. They give you food. Give you food. They give you food. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> Did you trek to get to this country? (laughs) So, you know, they give you food, give you drinks, you know, you watch a bit of movie and all of that, you know, and and, you know. So, there are some things you enjoy on the flight, but you didn't go to the flight to eat. You didn't book a flight to take a drink, you didn't book a flight to go and watch a movie. But it's part of what you enjoy, it's been paid for. It's the same thing, we're saved, yes, so that we don't go to hell, that's the ultimate blessing. But on the way, there are other things that have been paid for. Don't reject those things. Don't reject it. So we, 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 we have this. And one of, the, one of the things that have been provided for us that Christ bought is outstanding success. Not just success. What kind of success? Outstanding. Yeah, outstanding success. It's your right of redemption for you to succeed. So you trying to succeed, attempting to succeed, having a desire to succeed is not a sin. It's not against Christ, it's not a sin. The fact that you have a desire to succeed, don't let anybody look down on you and make you feel like you're carnal. You're not carnal. All you're trying to do is to lay hold of your inheritance. You're not canal. Okay. I remember <laughs> before the story of when my mother-in-law. Was promoted to the heavenly choir, and we had a program to celebrate our life in, uh, in Lagos, Nigeria. One of my brother in laws, the last born Topsy's family, very funny young man. So we all sat down, you know, family members just sat, sat down chatting, having some fun. So since he's the youngest, so I sent, so Topsy went to him and said, you know what, why don't you go get some food for us and, and all of that and bring it. So I think the first day he did it, but you know, he felt the impact in his wallet. Because we were a bit many, you know, to everybody. So second the one we told him, ah, you look at us and said, Yeah, I still can not you still doing issue of food. Ah, where well, we would you be praying and fasting and being the celestial? <laughs> you know, sometimes you no know, just a joke, and of course he went, he did it. Sometimes in life there are some Christians that want to make you feel that you're being canaled just because you want to be able to put food on your table? You want to be able to live in a comfortable setting? You want to be able to drive a car that is not driving you? <laughs> you know? Let me say this to you. Listen very carefully. It, is, it does not add to holiness to suffer. Value to godliness. Yes. Suffering, no, 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 no. So don't assume that because you somebody wants to go and take an elective in suffering 701. Yes. In suffering 301 elective, and you want to suffer for Christ. Christ has already paid the price for you and I. You understand? You understand? So, so get get, <laughs> get that right. So we have this, and what redemption has done for you and I. It's giving us at least these two things. And I want to spend a few more minutes on this. Because this is the issue many people in the body of Christ have. That has affected their esteem. They don't believe they have a right. You can tell the way they pray. see people trying to beg God. Begging God. Some people even think that rolling on the floor will get God's attention. That's actually, if you study the New Testament, it's an insult to God. You can lie flat on the floor, don't get me wrong, when we're worshiping God, adoring him, honoring him. Do you, are, you here, are you with me? Do you get the difference? When we're honoring God, adoring him, I lie on the floor, I do all of that, kneel down, lie flat on the floor, on my face, worshiping God, honoring God, but I don't lie on my face, asking God to pay my rent, to pay my mortgage. No, no. I've done that before. Don't get me wrong. Ah, if you know that prayer is afraid. <laughs> you don't even know anything. I've gone through a lot of challenges. I've prayed so much that God should give me money since he won't give me. I even asked him to lend me. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. I even, so you don't even know. Ah, my ex in the school of prayer. <laughs> I've asked him to lend me money. I, one time I even blackmailed him. I told him, I said, if it was my biological father, I know he would give me. So I don't know what you heavenly father is not doing. I prayed dimensions of prayer. Eventually, I had to settle. <laughs> can you imagine me going to God, asking God to lend me money? I said, "Oh, even if I don't deserve, even if I don't, just give it to me. I'll give it back. I'll go and pay you back. Lend me money. Desperation. But it's because at that time, this was when I was in London, England, and I was struggling. Nobody taught us to claim our rights. I can never imagine getting home getting home and seeing my children rolling on the floor. I said, what's the problem? He said, just please, daddy, please. We want to be able to take breakfast this morning. Please, daddy. I would pull a chair and sit down and say, something is really wrong. I must be a very terrible dad. I told my son, I said, I don't like the way you eat cornflakes, sorry, cereal. He said, why? I said, because you pour the milk first before you put the cereal. And when you pour the the milk, the whole place is full of milk. I said, if you put the cereal first, that means you'll be able to use more little milk. He said, oh, okay, Dad. Following day, he did the same thing again. So he wore me out. So I said, okay, this is what you're going to do. When you start walking, you start buying milk. Then you will understand the value of milk. You understand the value of milk. So. I now got a big boat, so eventually I agreed to that. I got a big boat, I said, then you buy bread. He protested, you know, and, you know, and this is, what I'm, I'm bringing up the point he protested quickly. He said, no, Bob, I, I can't buy you, you're the dad in the house. <laughs> you're the father now. Everybody calls you dad, you two, you go and sit in the chair, you're the dad. <laughs> uh, when everybody's watching something on the TV, he said, no, change, bring the remote, change it. If you have that rest, that, you're enjoying that, that's right, then you fulfill responsibility as a dad. Uh, yes, fulfill responsibility. You know, you know, it is irresponsible fathers in Canada, in Canada, I'm sure in the US also, that the government chases around for child support. Since they're irresponsible, that means you are irresponsible. When they start writing a letter, like come and look, come and look after your children. God is not irresponsible. He has paid the price for you and I. We have a right. Somebody say I have a right. (laughs) You have a right to an inheritance. You have a right to an inheritance. And let's look at this in scripture. Not only that, he has also qualified you for that inheritance hallelujah i love this one because many people might think you are not qualified There are people who look at you and say you are not qualified you're not supposed to be living in that area of town you're not supposed to be driving that kind of a car you're not supposed to be married to that kind of a person you don't deserve this blessing if only god knows what i know about you hello breaking news god knows everything about me he still decided to bless me you know you're qualified Life wants to disqualify you. People want to disqualify you around you. People want to tell you about your past, tell you all of that. Tell yourself, I'm qualified. Oh my God, my God. Why don't you say it to yourself, like you're qualified? I'm qualified. No matter what has happened in the past, the past is the past. You are qualified. You're qualified. Don't let anybody deceive you. You know, Pastor Wale or any other pastor in the world is not the only one that is qualified. It's not the birthright of a pastor only to be successful. Don't let anybody deceive you. It is the birthright of children of God. If you see any pastor successful or what you call success, if you see anything like that, it is because they have tapped into what God has provided for the children of God. Not for pastors, for children of God. Qualified, you have a right. Hallelujah. Amen. You can write down some of these scriptures and meditate on these verses because I meditated on it, it changed my life. No, there's nobody that can convince me in the whole world now that I don't qualify. Whatever you want to say, say your own. You have a right to it. God has given you the right, He's given you about Say what you want to say. You can never change my opinion of myself because my opinion of myself has been solidified by the word of God. I know I'm qualified, I know I have a right to it. I'm qualified. I have a right to it. And let me show you in scripture. John chapter one, verse 12. I'm showing you now. He came to his own. His own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave a what? Now, who is the he there? Who is the he that gave them a right? Jesus. So if Jesus gave me a right, what is your problem? He gave me a right. What is the problem of the devil telling me I don't have a right to God? I didn't give myself the right. He gave me the right. And the reason why he gave me the right is that to as many as believed him. Do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe in Jesus? Somebody will wake up eventually. Do you believe in Jesus? Then say with me, I have a right. right. It will change your prayer life. You have a right. You know, you know. You have a right giving them to become children of God to those who believe in his name. You have a right. You have a right. In him, we have redemption through his blood. Thank you, Lord. Through his blood. Through his blood. I have redemption in Christ. I'm saved, washed by the blood. Okay? And because of that, in him, I've obtained an inheritance. Excuse me, sir. Listen very carefully. The same person that forgive me my sins, also give me access to an inheritance. And not only do I have a right, I have an inheritance. Do you know what an inheritance is? In a few minutes. What an inheritance is. Alright? So I have an inheritance. It's qualified me for this inheritance also. Colossians 1, 12-14. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us. I was not qualified by a person. I was not qualified by a church. I wasn't qualified by an organization. I was qualified by the Father. Because if man qualifies you, they can disqualify you. But since man did not qualify you, no man can disqualify you. I'm lacking the energy on this side. Since man did not qualify you, no man can disqualify you. I'm really lacking your energy. i lack your energy. No man can disqualify you. Let nobody write you down. Let nobody look down on you and say, like, you're not called... You know, sometimes, you you know, this has happened to me all the time. The other day, when the fast was over, I'm making a confession now. Somebody living in my house. is not going to be happy with me. But anyway, after the fast was over, I was driving, driving. I saw this place. So... I was trying to sit and get deep behind me, because in my house they said don't eat fast food. So I was trying not to eat fast food. But I found myself coming out of the car just to go and check if there's opportunities for evangelism. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, that's all. So I saw people there and they were queuing. So I said, okay, if I'm a Jew, let me be a Jew. You know, so I stood in the queue also. And before I know what's happening, somebody came to me and said, what would you like? <laughs> I pointed me to the machine. So I said, I couldn't want to disrespect the person, so I went to the machine. I also pressed something. The next thing, they called the number. I went there, I collected it. You know, not my fault, right? Anyway, so as I was coming back to McDonald's, I parked my car. I saw one man, he was looking at the car, looking at the car, looking at the car. So, I, so he now saw me walking. You know, he ignored me because he thought I did not qualify for it. You understand? He saw somebody with a bag of McDonald's wearing one rough jeans just coming out. He said, he looked at me, almost like, it cannot be you. Looking at him. So he saw me going towards the driver's seat. I'm sure he's thinking, I'm going to take some time, hook it up. Maybe I want to steal something. So I just looked at him. I just pressed the button. The thing opened. So he looked at me. So he came back. Ah, He said, I've been admiring it. I said, I see. It's very obvious. (laughs) But the point I'm trying to make is that in his mind, he does not think I qualify. That's how people in life, many times, they don't think you qualify. But listen to me. They ain't seen anything yet. They ain't seen anything yet. They ain't seen anything yet. Somebody shout, I qualify. I qualify. You qualify to stay healthy. You qualify to have a happy marriage. You qualify to have joy. You qualify to carry your own children. You qualify to have your own husband. You qualify to have your own wife. You qualify to be healthy. You qualify to live in abundance. You qualify to live in abundance. Qualify. The father has qualified you. Society cannot disqualify you. You qualify. Qualify. So the parliament meaning is there now. This is what an inheritance is. Let's write this down. I know there are many. are from Scripture. That's what it is, from Scripture. Now I'm not a lawyer. I don't know the um, the legal terminologies for. You're engaging on a legal basis. Success is yours on a legal basis. When you succeed, what people say succeeds, and people are celebrating you, God is not surprised. It's only when a student fails that he's surprised. He's saying to himself, with all the riches of the glory of inheritance in this people, what else can I do? You will not fail. I'm saying it over you again you will not fail. You will not fail. So one of example of us inheritance in Christ is outstanding success. Not just success, outstanding success. This is what you qualify for. You don't just qualify for, well, I barely made it. No, you qualify for something outstanding. Somebody say, I qualify for outstanding. Oh, please say, I qualify for outstanding. That's what you qualify for. You qualify to stand out, to be outstanding. You're not not supposed to be average. You will not be average. I stand here today, the yoke of mediocrity, if it has been in your family, it is destroyed today in Jesus' name. Yeah. Whatever has been limiting you, keeping you as average, today that limitation is broken in Jesus' name. Yeah. She will not be average in Jesus' name. Yeah. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8 says, This book of the law will not depart from your mouth. You will meditate in it day and night and observe to do that which is written in there, that, that you may make your way prosperous and have good success, a standing success, good success. Second Chronicles 26 verse 5 I was in the capital of Nigeria, Abuja in 2013 when God opened this scripture to me very powerfully. He sought God in the days of Zechariah. Okay? Who had an understanding of the visions of God? As long as he sought the Lord, God made him. This scripture meant so much to me. I wrote down so many pages of notes from this one verse. Listen carefully to me. As long as he sought the Lord, the Lord made him what? Where your success has stopped is because you have stopped seeking God. If you skip, if you live for 1,000 years on this earth and you keep seeking God, you will continue to succeed until your 1,000th year. That's what the scripture is saying. He's saying that your success can only stop when you stop seeking God. As long as he sought the Lord, what was God's response? Please speak to me. He made him prosper. He made him prosper as long as he sought the Lord. The only person then that can stop the success is you when you stop seeking God. So don't allow your previous success to make you stop seeking God. Don't allow it to crowd your agenda, your schedule that you don't have time for God anymore. Because when when Satan does that to you, he basically stops your future success. As long as he sought the Lord, the Lord made him to shellac to prosper okay let your light so shine before men so this is not something that's going to happen in heaven before men here or not that men may see and glorify your father who is in heaven so God is a stakeholder in your success there's some glory that is not yet coming to God because he's not yet been outstanding there's some glory that's not yet coming to God average success means average glory to God. Little success means little glory to God. Outstanding success means outstanding glory to God. People that God has really lifted, they're the ones that praise God the most. People that genuinely know it's God. They're the ones that will kneel down when we're worshipping. They're the ones that will lie flat on the floor. When we're worshiping. They know if it had not been for God, I would not be where I am. He's the one that lifts the poor from the dust and the needy from the hardship to place them among the princes of his people. They know, they know, they give God glory. Look at David, he was dancing and dancing and dancing and dancing. His wife Micah said, what is wrong with you? You're making yourself shamelessly, look at the way you're dancing, shamelessly. In front of all of these servants." David said, hey, I can't believe you said that. David said, anyway, by the way, you know, it was God. That remove your father because he won't dance and put me there. And if you think this was shameless, you ain't seen anything yet. I'm just about to start my praise and worship. This was called to worship. Okay. <laughs> okay, he didn't say it in those times, but this were my words. He said, I will even behave more shamelessly. That's what he said. He said, it makes sense you think that you think that I'm you know I'm losing my my, my ratings. You know, my social ratings before them. He said that we even honor God more because it's a testimony when you succeed and people see you praising God. Yeah. It's a testimony. It's showing the people that, ah, okay. So it's an invisible person that is responsible for the visible results. Yeah. And what, what this is very important, let me say, come quickly here, about parents. Please, every time you get a testimony, please call your children together. Tell all of them, see what God has done for me again. Whether they understand, they don't understand, and kneel down where your children are, particularly the fathers. Because for us, we are the ones that have issues with this ego. No. My hard work, I know. As I've been telling you, children, you gotta work hard. If you're born the midnight, can't (laughs) do. Do you know how many midnight candles people have yeah. That they didn't say anything during the day? Yeah. It is because of the one that says your gate shall not be shut day and night. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you tell them, hard work is very important. Diligence is very important. But like I've also told you, it's important to pray. It's important. God will help you if you will pray. So the God that has helped me is the one that gave me this new job now. Okay? This holiday we're going for, this vacation we're going for, even though it's coming from your savings now, all right? Are you hearing me now? Yeah. It's coming from your savings, but is it not God that gave you the opportunity for the savings? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. In the earlier days of House of Praise, I think it was 2002 or 3 we were having a Friday service. One woman was crying, crying, crying in the service. So at the end of the service, she came to see me. She, in my office, she was crying, crying. Ah, I said to myself, the problem this woman has must be very bad. Ah, father, you have to help this woman. Then the woman said to me, Pastor, can you believe, Pastor? I only have $1,000 left in my account. <laughs> he said, Pastor, can you believe that? Not me that she's talking to. Here's <laughs> that. 2003. In my account, out of my account, evaluation, appraiser, I didn't have 1,000. This one said, can you imagine, just, ah, only 1,000. I said to him, I said, yes, it's true. Ah, 1,000 only. Because I couldn't tell him, my issue was, was deeper than that. So I was thinking to myself, is that an issue? This is a breakthrough for me. If I had that, is it, I would share the testimony in three churches. <laughs> so whatever you're calling savings, it's going to help you. Do you believe that? Yeah. So you tell your children, you see, this vacation we're going for now, it's going to accept us, provide the resources for us. Before we go, please, let's all kneel down. Let us pray. Kneel down. Are you the father, the head of the family? Also, in our house, the way we do it in our house, when we kneel down and have to pray, Thompson, pray. She'll pray. When she prays, you no, know, and you know, she's a woman, she pray the prayer. She'll start from 1971. Prayer yeah. will be long. You know. And when you say our prayers are long, that's time when you will say, Amen. Still, the prayer will still continue. I'd be like, What kind of woman is this? She'll continue. Then, of course, after she's finished that, you know, the high priest of the house. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We we'll now have to wrap up. You know, then I'll now say my own prayer, wrap it up, thanking God and all of that. It's important the children get that sense that thanking God. The other time when I came out of Hilton Hotel, I had a flat tire when I was going through a tunnel. You will understand later on, but this is a parable. I had a flat tire, so I had to be in Hilton Hotel for a few days. Hallelujah. <laughs> so while I was in this Hilton Hotel, when I came out of the Hilton Hotel, you know, the flat tire was really bad. So, as God influenced it and things started working out I told my children I said you see you see what God has done this God is the one that did it he's he's used human beings but he's the one that did it you see that you need to let them know connect the visible results they are seeing to the invisible God they are not seeing when they come back from school and they bring their results and say oh you see that that? what I got that oh that I got admission oh that's my result let us kneel down. Father, we thank you for the grace, for the brain, for the ability to study. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, do that. Yes, Glorify God. Okay? We are work, it's workmanship created in Christ for good works which God has prepared beforehand that you should work in them. So the question then is this. What must we do? to enter the practical dimension. So this is our positional blessing. It's who you are. Whether Satan whether certain likes or not, that's who you are. You're not trying to you know, become somebody you are not. You are just an outstanding success in Christ Jesus. Positionally, that's who you are in Christ Jesus. Now, how do I make it practical here on earth? Are you ready? So we're going to go through some principles of success. It is in applying these principles of outstanding success that you see the practical level. Now, this is what separates the boys from the men. Because all of us, everybody that is born again, has the right to outstanding success in Christ. But not everybody that is born again is willing, not everybody is knowledgeable about, and not everybody is willing to apply the principles to see the practical dimension of it. So what are, these, what are these principles? Are you ready? Let's go through a few of them which we'll go through in the next couple of weeks, throughout the month. Okay, I'll take my time. Principles of outstanding success. Let's start with the first one. The first one is called the law of separation. Now, please understand, it's a law. If you don't obey it, you bear the consequences of it. I'm not talking about just success. I'm talking about outstanding success. If you're going to succeed, in in a fashion that is outstanding. It's already your right in Christ. The first law is the law of what, please? Separation. Separation. Genesis 13, 14 to 15, Joshua chapter 1, 1 to 2, Isaiah 43, verse 18 to 19, the law of separation. So the law of separation, in Genesis 13, verse 14 to 15, okay? And the Lord said to Abraham, after Lot had, what? Separated from him, Okay? So, this is actually, it's gone past that. Yes. After Lot had separated from him, after Lot, God first told Abraham in chapter 12, get out of your father's house and from your family. Abraham said, no, 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 God, I won't do anything, anything like that. He took Lot with him. Then, he, when he saw the consequences, after he had separated from Lot, now, in the, in the book of Joshua chapter 1 verse 2, I love this after the death of Moses the servant of the Lord it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua the son of Nun saying look at what God said Moses my servant is what dead. is dead so Joshua was there when Moses died he knew Moses had died they had served a period for his death and everything and God told Joshua He said, listen he's dead now therefore arise now therefore stand up do the journey. Separate from that, from that. All right? Separate from that. Okay? Isaiah says, don't remember the former things. Don't remember it. And I, I will talk to you a few, for a few minutes now what all of this means. Separate from Lot. Don't remember the former things. Don't remember the former things. We'll get to that in, in a minute. So this is what you need to know about the law of separation. It is an important but difficult principle of success. Very difficult. But if you're gonna be outstanding in life, it's something you have to do. You know, when I was in pharmacy school, we had some guys in our class that I call them aliens. Extra, extra, extra smart. When we will finish lectures in pharmacy class, go back to our hall, somebody like me, I'll go back to my room, maybe take a quick nap. Then in the evening, just when I, maybe you pick up one or two books you want to go study. On your way, you know, the way the rooms are designed, you pass some rooms, just go in front of some rooms. You start hearing some discussions, political discussions, or some soccer discussions, something about sports. You branch into the room. Hey, hello guys, how are you guys now? How are you? I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Ah, what was that, ah no it's not Maradona it cannot be Maradona, I know that match I watch that match, you start the next thing you put your book down you start, you start talking, you've forgotten it by the time you've spoken and spoken for for two hours he said "So which faculty are you even in he said it's us he said, ah, I have a, somebody in my room oh. he said do you guys have tests, two days time I said yes, yes, well now you're tired you carry your book, you go back when you get to the place, you open the thing you're reading it, it's not dealing at all. Because you're still thinking of the arguments you were just having. And then you do your exam, you score 55, 51, 48. Let my people go. You know, they start asking for bonus marks. You know, but the people that come out in class that are outstanding, they separate themselves. Even when the argument, the discussion is taking place in their room, they carry their book, they separate themselves. Those are the ones that are outstanding separate yourself it's difficult but it's important it requires an empowered decision you need the Holy Ghost to help you separation is temporarily painful emotionally but it is permanently productive it's painful painful some of you the reason why some things are not working out for you is that you are carrying extra luggage things you should have separated from long ago you're carrying the extra luggage is permanently productive okay so what should I separate from you might say let's make it very very clear you can't separate from your wife or your husband okay well that's the baggage I've been carrying no so I gotta make this clear now so see it's on my PowerPoint what do you separate from? You see that husband and wife is not there. Uh-huh. So, that's, so that's not that. First thing is separate from sin. Come out from out of them. Come out, the Bible says. Let the one that is named by the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. This whole issue of you, you know, straddling two kingdoms. One leg in the kingdom of God, one leg in the world. The Bible says the one that loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. The love of the father is not in him. And the things he has prepared, he has prepared it for those who love him. You are cheating yourself, you don't even know. Satan is deceived many people. You know, people say, Well, Pastor, I mean, you know, you know sometimes when young girls come to me, <laughs> he said, Pastor, can I have can I have a minute with you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Pastor, is it wrong to talk to even drink? He says. I said, listen to me. Anything you want to do in life, including going to hell, is not wrong. It's not wrong. You want to go to hell, God will respect your decision. It's not wrong. You want to go to hell, I will not go there. But if you want to go to hell, anything you want to do, God will respect your decision. You know, they don't understand. So I like, when I see their reaction, sometimes I'll call them and say, listen, listen. And I'll, I'll walk them to But when some of them come With a judgment. I remember 2012. I called a few, about six young boys. They are all grown up men and married. Into my office. I said to them, You had a party yesterday. And this is what you guys are doing. It was one of you that was in the party, this one that is standing there, that told me, Why are you doing that? One of them said, One of the guys there, you know, he was 21 years old, very brilliant guy, he was an engineer. He wasn't happy with what I said, he didn't understand it, but he was respectful, he was cautious, but he didn't agree with me that something is wrong with it. About nine years later, I went to Calgary to preach. So I told our office, that some people I said they wanted to see me, some young adults there. So I said, let them Let us have a dinner together. So they arranged for us to have a dinner, for me to just have a dinner with them, and they can ask me any questions. This guy was in Fort McMurray. He flew down to Calgary to come and meet me. When he came down, when he saw me, he said, the first thing I just want to say to you, PWA is that, thank you. Then he reminded me of that location. He said, on that day, I didn't agree. He said, but now I'm in my early 30s now, I understand. He said, I just want to say thank you for having the courage to correct us even when we didn't like it. Some of you are here right now today, you have a massive wine cellar and a tiny non-existent prayer room. (laughs) And you say, I agree with the Bible. Seek first the kingdom of God. And the design of your house shows what they're seeking first. My pastor in London, Pastor Ago, used to tell us when we were young adults that in those days in London, when you write a check, he has a check stop. He used to tell us, show me your check stop. I will show you who you're worshiping. It's very, very important, please, friends, for you to understand certain things. We have to separate from sin, separate from it. And the earlier, the better. Salvation is key, is the foundation, but sanctification is what gives you practical access to the inheritance. Acts of Apostles chapter 20, verse 32. Put it on the screen, please. Acts 20, 32, I preached on sanctification here, I think it was last month or two months ago. So now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. Listen now which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Not those who are saved now. You are saved. You have access to inheritance, but the reason is simple. It's not because God wants to deny you of something, but God knows. If you are successful in an outstanding manner without being sanctified, your success will automatically attract very fierce, determined enemies. And they will turn you into shish kebab. They will destroy you. You will, your life will attract false friends and real enemies because of your success. So if you are not sanctified, it will destroy you. I watched a movie with my wife the other time. She said, we have got to watch this movie. We'll watch this Nigerian movie. I won't tell you the name." So there was this girl in Nigeria in the Nigerian movie. It's real Susie <laughs> serious Susie I mean anybody somebody you will see in church that you will greet her, hello your kind of people it's when the get manifested that I say hey Thompson and I were in a service 2007 Texas Pastor Yidebo was leading the service Holy Ghost Night Festival of Life and as I was speaking the word of knowledge came people that have been to the grave in America, Texas, Dallas, Texas. People have been to the grave to do money rituals. Come out now. I want to pray for you. My father said I should pray for you to deliver you. So I'm, I'm saying the topsy here. Maybe we'll see one or two old people. These old people, I don't even know what's wrong with them. These are the doing sacrifices. Only for me to just One lady in front of us, just stood up. Serious Susan. <laughs> I just held my head. I said, Yay! Susie to the call. I said to the say, I said, this woman sitting in front of me, lifting her hands, I said, I will have even borrowed the Bible. She has been to the grave. People are deep. That's why I really feel for young adults because they don't even know what they're into. They just look at the lady and say, ah, very nice. Please, uh, what's your Instagram handle? You know, the next thing, they start sliding into their DM and, uh, and all of that—that's all you just need. Just look at photographs on Instagram, and that's it. You don't even know the connection of the lady, man. You don't know where the lady is coming from, man. You don't know where she's living. Where you are? <laughs> where you are? Where you stay? I you uh, uh, stay just off, Mrs. Off the um, by Lake Shore. <laughs> Lake Shore. Hallelujah. Oh, you, <laughs> you better ask her on the, the shore or. <laughs> <laughs> You don't know <laughs> Number one, waterside side clothes. <laughs> and, and some of you, you don't even know anything. The next thing you're gone, she's come to you and said, Oh, you know, I just, you know, I was just thinking about you yesterday. I baked these cookies and I thought I was thinking about you and I brought it to you. And here you are, ah, you're home. Oh You think is that chewing cookie? (laughs) I feel for you. You don't understand. The cookie, that cookie has been cooked. (laughs) We must separate from sin. We must separate from dead issues of our of our past. Some issues are dead. Leave them alone. You started a business 15 years ago, 20 years ago. It didn't work out. Leave it alone. Stop carrying it around, stop carrying the pain. You were in a relationship, it didn't work out some 20 years ago, 10 years ago, leave it alone. You're a young adult here or you're single here, you had a relationship, both of you thought you would get married to each other but the guy walked out. Thank God, that's the testimony. You don't know that tragedy has just walked out of your life. Leave dead issues alone. Separate from dead issues. Moses, my servant, is dead. Leave it separate from the pain of the past you've had pain in the past leave it alone don't remember the former things said, well, I can't leave the pain yes you can yes you can you can't leave the pain on your own as a person but the love of Christ has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit Romans 5 5 ask God to fill your heart with His love again you will see that you can leave the pain behind no matter the pain you can leave the pain behind you leave it behind. Leave the pain of the past, Because these things, they're like parachutes. They pull you back. You can't sail in the winds of glory. The second law I want to talk about quickly is the law of clarification. The first thing I'm going to say about this law is this. Without separation, you can never have clarification. The challenge some of us are having we say now, I'm a little bit confused. I don't know what I should do. This is because you're not separated. Separation is the prerequisite course to clarification. Some of us want clarification God, what should I do about my future? You have not yet separated. You can't hear God's voice clearly if you're not separated. Separated from sin, separated from dead issues, separated from the pain of the past. You can't hear God. You got to separate from it. All right? So let's look at it now. The Lord said to Abraham, after Lord had separated, lift up your eyes. Many people want God to say to them, lift up your eyes so they can have clarification without separation. So when I see somebody today and they're struggling with confusion, they don't know what to do, left, right, and center. You know, they're battling with confusion a little bit here and there. It's because they're manifesting symptoms, not of lack of clarity, but of lack of separation. It is the separation that is the precursor to the clarification. Are you still with me? All right. Then he says to me, he said, all the land you see, I will give to you. The clarification is so powerful. Listen very carefully. You can never go beyond what you see. That is the design of God. I will show you my notes in a few minutes. You can, the first manifestation of the supernatural into the natural is through your imagination. I will say that again. The first manifestation of the supernatural into the natural is the what? Imagination. That's the first place the realm of the spirit is telling the realm of the natural, we're about to do something. Your imagination. So, when you stand and suddenly, as a said, pictures of the future start coming to you, things that you can do, ideas start coming to you. It is the realm of the spirit trying to wake up your natural faculties so that the, the realm of the spirit can have expression, to do that, But if you are not having that, it's maybe because you've not been separated from certain issues in your past that you need to leave behind, your imagination. You have to free, you know, the way I say it is this. There are files that are in people's drives that they need to delete to free some space so that God can give you new ideas. You need to free up some space. All the land you see, you can't do it until you see you are limited by your vision, by what you see. But I pray for you today, God will give you clarity of vision. Yeah. I pray for you today, you will see beyond what you've seen before. Yeah. In the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. See? Oh, I love this. After God told Joshua, Moses is dead. God now told him, Every place the soul of your future turned upon, I've given to you, as I said to Moses. Now, when you read that, you take, you know, I'll have read that, I preach on it. You take that as a generality that is every place, but it's not every place. It's tied to a territory. It says, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, you see specific, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and to the great sea, towards the going down, that is detailed, that shall be your So it is within your territory that every place you step upon That you possess. You can't possess another person's territory. Within your territory. And some of you right now, you're not even seeing territory, you're seeing backyard. You're not seeing territory. You're not even seeing your front lawn, you're seeing backyard. You're always looking at the back, the back, the back, the back. You're not even seeing front lawn. Talk less of seeing territory. God is giving you a territory. There are people here, within the next 10 years, you are going to be building lo- biggest condominiums in Mississauga. Yeah. Biggest condominiums in the GTA. Yeah. In the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Friends, what I just said right now is because I saw a flash. I saw a flash of a cutting of tapes to the biggest condominiums. Yeah. That person is in this service this morning. Yeah. Receive. Christ for it in Jesus name yes. receive grace for it in Jesus name yes. receive grace for it in Jesus name yes. shall be your territory it's your territory your territory god said what you see is your territory i give it to you that becomes your territory it becomes a territory you know it becomes a territory so in the law of clarification of course you know the book of habakkuk and so on and so forth the law of creation, the speed and the scope of your accomplishment is determined by the clarity of your vision. The speed and the scope. So if today you're saying, well, you know, I don't like things, i are a little bit slow. Check, are things clear? If things are not clear, am I separated? If I'm separated, I'm working in sanctification, then the next thing is that things need to be clear. Because it is the clarity that brings the speed. When people are not clear, then there's no speed. So when we pray for speed, you know how God answers speed? When we pray for speed, God gives clarity. Because God knows that if you have the clarity, naturally you'll be able to speed. Go on speed. Things will be, you'll be able to move. But the the reason why we don't move very fast is because there's no clarity. I pray for somebody here today. May God give you clarity beyond what you have now. May He give you clarity beyond what you have now in the name of Jesus Christ this is one area God has helped me tremendously to him be glory with capacity to see and ability to be able to conceptualize and take grab something from the realm of the spirit some months ago in the month of April first Sunday in April I shared with you 10 year vision clear very clear with details clear and we've started running with it the leading ladies conference we had yesterday was part of that it's part of that 10 year vision clear you need to see it. So, because once we see now, based on as God has helped us to see, there's no turning to the right, no turning to the left. We're on the full speed, full speed ahead. I pray for you today in your personal lives. May you see clearly. This week we're going to do, somebody will see clearly 10 years ahead. Before this month is over, somebody will see clearly 10 years ahead. I pray for every father in the house here today and father to be in the name of Jesus Christ. Ten year plan for your family. Not just in saying, I have a plan, I have a plan. But ten year plan that you will see clearly and write down for your family. Receive grace to see it. Receive grace to see it. I pray for every mother in the house here today. Plans for your family. Plans for your life. Plans for your children, 10-year plans, I heard of you. Plans for your children, for your grandchildren. Receive grace to see clearly. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. One of the things that is so powerful about seeing clearly is that when you see clearly and you accept a vision for a long time, it keeps you alive. No devil can kill you. One billion devils from hell cannot kill you. I tell you this, anybody in the house of praise that has plugged into that 10-year vision, no devil can kill you. Let me say that again. Anybody that has plugged into that 10-year vision, no devil can kill you. A billion devils in hell can be angry. They cannot kill you. Purpose keeps people alive. Purpose, it keeps people alive. Go to Nineveh. He says, Go and warn them in the Go and tell them that judgment is coming. You know, Jonah was a bit disobedient. But once Jonah said, you know what? I'm the reason for the storm. Just throw me in the water. And that's it. Let me just go and meet my maker. You threw me in the water. The fish grabbed him and said, you're going nowhere. He's not done your assignment now. Grabbed him. The fish grabbed him and said, no, you're going nowhere. The Bible said God has prepared the fish. God was just waiting for his obedience. Once he was obedient, he couldn't die. The fish took him, and the fish did not swallow him, and the fish did not chew him, and the fish, the saliva juice of the fish did not digest him. And then the Bible says in Jonah chapter two verse ten, God spoke to the fish, and the fish took him and left him on the shore. Hallelujah. And then the Bible says in Jonah chapter three verse one, and the Lord said to Jonah a second time, and said, Go to the navy, and pray for somebody here that thought, that is thinking, Satan is telling you you missed it some years ago. In the name of Jesus that is above every name. You will not die until you realize your vision. You will not die until you realize your vision. The same way God supernaturally took Joda and placed him back to run with his destiny. God will supernaturally reposition you to run with your destiny. Oh, I'm praying for somebody here. God will supernaturally reposition you. He will supernaturally reposition you. He will supernaturally reposition you. In the name of Jesus. Hear this. All those that have written you off and thought that the end has come and your son has said, I'm here to tell you today, God has sent me to you to tell you the best years are still ahead of you. Your best years are ahead of you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, say with me, my best years are ahead of me. Oh, say it like you believe, my best years are ahead of me. Oh, tell two or three people around you, my best years are ahead of me. My best years are ahead of me. Thank you, Lord. God bless you. Vision keeps people alive. My biological dad, at the time, was a chairman. Some of you will not understand this, but in Africa, in particular in the country of Nigeria, they're just in order for the government to be able to administer different territories. Um, the state government they created some things called, it's like what you call municipal authorities here, something like that, but you know, uh, they call it um, community development associations just to help develop some communities. My dad was once the chairman of one of them, which had a, uh, you know. And the thing was it, was, it was a lot of work for him. Writing letters, meeting with different people, organizing the whole community. My house became a sanctuary of people having different meetings, different kind of human beings showing up in my house, meetings after meetings, and all of that. At one point, some of, of course, naturally, my siblings were concerned. This old man, you know, has been retired, this thing is stressful, and all of that. So they asked me to speak to my dad, that you know, should slow down on this a little bit. So I, I said, okay, I was gonna to speak to him. So as I was about to speak to my dad, the day before, I just started getting a better understanding. And I believe it was the Holy Spirit telling me. That this is what is keeping this man alive. This is what is keeping him alive. If you tell him, this as a platform for his life to be making a difference. Are you hearing me now? I said that to say, please, whatever your, uh, I don't want to disrespect my dad, He might be watching. Whatever your dad that is now aged, might be doing. maybe he's serving in a church, maybe he's doing something, he's saying that he's going for one meeting, association meeting, so please don't tell them to stop. Even help them, sponsor them, let them do it because it's keeping them alive. They still have a place to wake up to go to. Support them, support them, let them do that. Let them do that. Without clarity, friends, you can't have confidence to confront opposition when it arises, because opposition will arise. Satan will not just leave you and look at you for you to be successful in an outstanding manner. He's gonna stir up opposition. When the opposition comes, it's clarity that allows you to push back. When we're about to come into this building and the city of Mississauga, for some reason, just refused. Uh, you know, uh, to give us the permit. It was a battle to start the construction. It was clarity that allowed one to know that this is the will of God for us at this hour. We need to push back on the enemy. If you don't have that clarity, you'll have to, well, maybe God is trying to tell me something. That's how you move back. You're on a job. You got a job. You prayed. God gave you the job. You start the job. One month is going on well. Suddenly, opposition arises on the job. Some people don't like you. They keep questioning everything you do, correcting your grammar, correcting your this, correcting your that. You see an email. They say, why did you copy me? You, 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 then you stop copying them. They say, why didn't you copy me? And all lots of things are happening. You go to a meeting. You suggest an idea. They knock down the idea. Somebody suggests the same idea. The seller is very brilliant. And here you are. You're saying to yourself, well, I don't know. I think God is trying to teach me something. Satan is trying to enslave you. You don't do that. You go back into your house. <laughs> you are the reason why we are living. Jehovah, you are the most high God. You praise your God, then you take stand. Father, you are the one that gave me this job. 2 <laughs> Chronicles chapter 20, from verse 1. Let me show you the prayer of Jehoshaphat. <laughs> start from verse 3, start from verse 3, because... The people don't have, they're looking at me, they don't have time, they want me to close. Yeshua feared, set himself to seek the law, proclaim the fast throughout all Judah. Keep going, keep going. The gather together to ask help. Keep going. Yeshua stood in assembly. I want you to see the prayer. Keep going quick, quickly. Yes. Oh Lord, our God, God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? Don't you rule over the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand, is there no power or might so that no one is able to withstand you? So that's praise. Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? Covenant. He said, you are the one I gave it to us. And we've not dwelled in it. We built you a sanctuary. For your name, I've shared your testimony in church of your goodness. And all of these things. Now keep on going. now gets to the place where he said, the people are not trying to throw us out of the place. Here yes, here here is Sharon, Adam, Smith. They are not stressing me in this place of work. <laughs> he said, look at the way they are rewarding me. They don't want to throw me out. He said, we don't know what to do, but our eyes, it's an African prayer. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, it's an African prayer. He said, we don't know what to do. Eyes on you. Do something. The Bible said, why do you say that? Spirit of God came up on Jairzai and said, oh, okay, 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 the battle is on your own. Ah, stop, the prayer is too much. Just go and position yourself tomorrow. God did not even allow Joshua to deal with them. The three people, they just resigned on their own. That's what it means. When the Bible says they, they, they killed each other, it means they left on their own. One went on short-term disability. Are you listening to me on this side? Are you a bit more mature? Are you listening to minister? One went on short-term disability. The other one said, the work is a bit stressful. You need a long holiday. Went on holiday, got another job, and left. The other one said, you know what? Well, I've been in this company for 20 years. I want to move on with my life and do something else. Pay me out. They paid the owner, and they went. And there you were. You are now free. Hallelujah. When the opposition arises, when this thing happened in the city, my wife, every morning, she would drive to the city of Mizaga. Oh, someone said, oh, to go and have a meeting? What meeting? Drive around the city of Mizaga, <laughs> Then I was in that corner of his day. Then I was <laughs> in ya ya ya, his day. <laughs> the violent shall take it. The man called our architect and said, "Is ready. The architect called me and said, What did you do, Pastor? I said, I don't know. I don't know anything. Me, I'm a Christian. The spiritualist is what I live with. <laughs> also, I said, I'm closing that. Don't worry. This is the second to the last slide. Authority enables you to forcefully reject deception. The enemy will come and tell you lies. Use your friends. Hire them to tell you, are you sure about this thing? This thing you want to do? Are you the only one? Use people around you, even so-called experts, to tell you you cannot be healed. To tell you it's not possible. And what I've told people all the time, when they tell you, you have only, only 1% chance, not, the statistics is not about you. It's about human beings. You are a spirit being that lives in the body. What I'm telling you is not theory. This is what I've, I know that's worked for me. It's not theory. When they told me, and there are people that are here in this service today that are here, Mrs. Fossad is here, when they're meeting together March 2020 with some experts, and they told us this organization is asset rich and cash poor. Because, of course, we're just doing construction, we spend all of our cash. So they said to me, it's asset rich and cash poor. They said in that meeting. They said, so we, and we don't know how COVID is going to affect organizations. So as a result of that, we don't know how this organization, they said they might have to put it in the audit report that there's a chance that it might not be a going concern. I said, eh. <laughs> I said, so I spoke to them. The people that need to know how to speak the language spoke to the people. They said to, so they said to me, they said, maybe I should speak to one or two of the people where we, that we have some short-term liabilities to speak to them, maybe to restructure. I said, not me, not me. I said, not me. Me, I go and sit in front of a person. Tell her, uh, excuse me, please restructure. I said, leave it. I will not be. After the meeting, those experts left, uh, auditors, they left, the, the, the board people had a meeting with me. They said, I, I, said, I, said, to them, I said, listen, I have... It's not about a pride issue. I don't have a personal problem going to do that. I said but I have to exhaust what God can do. She said she was one of the one of the people in the meeting. I said I have to exhaust what God can do. Lead me and Jesus first. And I went to Jesus and I told him, you know about this pandemic before it happened. People no people are not coming to church. We shut down. Nobody can give. So what are we going to do now? We have obligations. We've still not finished the whole thing. We have builders to pay. We still have people to pay. What are we going to do? And then God took over. God took over in a very big way. Listen, because I'm about to pray for you. When people were already gathering and writing the obituary of the church, Opened the church building on the 1st of March. Had a service on the 8th of March. 15th of March was shut down. People are saying, "Uh aha, we've told this guy. Big mouth, big mouth. (laughs) Keep saying, we're just taxing on the new level, on the new level. Okay, new level now, now. Let's see. They make a mistake. They don't understand. They think it's the visible man doing the work. They don't know there's an (laughs) invisible God behind them (laughs) man." Some people stood, they withdrew, they stopped giving to see where it will end. Just like Peter stood and was looking at the cross and saw Jesus to see where it would end. He did not know this is not where it will end, this is where it will start. <laughs> some people stood, they withdrew, they kept their phones to themselves, looking and waiting to see where it will end. Some thought maybe the pastor would call some people around. They were calling, the people, hello, did the pastor called you, did you hear from the pastor? No, I didn't hear from pastor. Open that pastor. will call a group of people around to say, "Friends, please, what can we do now? How, will you, how can you help a church?" I already made it my path. I would rather go to my grave first before I would call anybody in this church to say, "Please, can you support?" It will never happen to me. You have to look for another pastor because not me. I know my Jesus enough not to do that. I said, "No way, never, never." Those that know their God shall be strong and they shall do exploits. I said, I called. Um, One of my sons, the ID, took him to the conference from there. I said, remove the picture there. Put the TV there. We're going to start service here. That's what we started service in a small room. And we started. And we started. And we started doing the service. (laughs) Like I said, the rest is history. This church today, the same people that said that in 2020, we had a meeting in 2021. They said, man, this is a big turnaround. You guys have this whole thing all together. I said, yeah, the guys, they have it all together. Come 2022, in the history of this church, we have never been this buoyant in our history. Never. In the pandemic, we are richer and more buoyant than we have ever been in the pandemic. Those that know their God shall be strong, and do exploits please wake up the deception of the enemy oh they say oh people will not come to church but clarity has come oh people have said don't forget about that if God has not left nobody has left it's clarity that gives that confidence you lose a job don't break down stop crying why are you crying? It's just a job. It's not your life. Okay, which one do you want? Option A, lose your job. Option B, lose your life. Huh? It's because we don't look at things in perspective. (laughs) Listen then, friends. Clarity is what allows you to identify your helpers from your supporters, from your detractors, from your adversaries. Because some of you don't even know the difference. I'm not talking about that today. Okay? Some other time we'll talk about that. Maybe when we continue next week. It's the last slide. You have supporters in destiny. All these four people are constantly around you, they're constantly around you. Helpers, supporters, detractors, adversaries. Helpers are those ones that actually do put their hand to it, supporters are those that just, just encourage you. But they're good. They're important also. Keep going. Well done. Keep going. Well done. God bless you. You did a good job. We're proud of you. You need all of that. You need to help us. The detractors are also there to help you know constantly that you need to be on your toes. And the adversaries are the ones that help your prayer life. They help your prayer life. You need them. Without them, you won't pray. Without them, I I won't pray. In those days when I will be sleeping and I will be in bed. Suddenly it's 5 a.m. And I will remember. <laughs> Some people have written the obituary of this ministry. I better get up. Then I will get up again. Carry my shaker Now And these are not the times when you sing the song of um, all these um, songs that people are just jumping up and saying, say, say who? Say who? Say who? Say who? No, 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 no. You can't do that. You need the presence of God to come down. Just says, say who? Say who? No, 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 no. You need need the songs of Zion. You know. So so, so someone say, Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. God said, Yeah is enough. Which one do you want to call me? You need to that's Daniel. you you praise God. You genuinely praise God. And praise God. Praising God. I worship God. Lord, Spirit of God, what are you saying? Pick my Bible, I read my Bible, I get the scripture. Now this is what you're saying, I apply it. One day as things turn around, you know, one of those days. In the heat of the battle, they came to me, the church office, and said, the church, our church building in the other side that we rented out, that the church that is there has come back to us to say, during the pandemic that they can't pay, they face some challenges. So they said, Pastor, what do we do? They wanted to go after them. I said, Let me pray about it. I asked God, what should we done? And God said, Leave them alone. You know. It was the best decision I ever made. God said, leave them alone. Don't let two churches struggle. Let them not struggle. So I told them, whatever you can pay, pay. Then God turned things around for us. One day I was in the, I woke up, I went into the washroom, brushing my teeth, and I was asking God, why did you turn things around like this? And he said to me, because you helped the other church." Now, that other church, they're back on their feet. They paid all of their obligations. And, you know, they're back on the game. They're back on time. Everything is flowing, but they never forget. Because you helped other churches. Those that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. I pray today for you. As you stay in the game, may help us arise for you. I pray for you today, grace to identify your helpers and your supporters. Receive in Jesus' name. I pray for you today, in the name of Jesus Christ, grace not to listen to your detractors. Receive in Jesus' name. Somebody is here today, you need healing in your heart because of what you have heard that people said about you that hurt you so deeply and you don't know it's crippled you. In the name of Jesus that is above every name. Receive healing in your heart in Jesus' name. I'm here this morning sent by God, listen carefully, to help somebody here under the Holy Spirit's ministry. Turn your ashes to beauty. Turn your ashes into beauty. Whatever the pandemic has taken from you, this morning, God is here to restore it. You are going to be an outstanding success. You are going to be an outstanding success. You will be an outstanding success. I'm talking to you you will be an outstanding success please look at me i'm telling you what i heard from god the next nine months is going to be your best months to death in the name of jesus christ i want you to watch out i want you to watch out the next nine months I know you have been successful in time past, but the next nine months will be your best months to death in Jesus name God has not written your end don't give up don't write yourself off you are not too old your son has not set whatever heights you have reached in time pass, you know, you know by the grace of God God has helped us as a people, we've reached heights. Whatever heights you have reached, it is the lowest you will ever reach. The highest point you have reached to date is the lowest you will ever reach. Oh, I can't hear somebody say real amen to this. What people have celebrated, acknowledged, affirmed you all as the highest point you've reached to date. Is the lowest point you will ever reach. Your destiny will not be cut short. I'm praying for you today. For the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make all of your enemies your footstool. The rod of your strength that come out of Zion. Rule in the midst of your enemies. Even in the midst of fierce adversaries In the name of Jesus You will rule in their midst I'm speaking to somebody here today Within the next nine months God will prepare a table before you In the presence of your enemies God will prepare a table for you In the presence of your enemies He will prepare a table for you In the presence of your enemies The testimony they say you will not share You will share that testimony The good news they said you will not hold in your hands, you will hold that good news in your hands. The letter they said you will not receive, you will receive that letter in your hand. I didn't hear somebody say amen here. The place they said you will not step into, the level they said you will not step into, the ground they said you will not be establishing, you will be established on that ground in Jesus' name. The favor they said your hand will not reach. This morning, by the administration of the Spirit of God, I speak over you. You will walk in that favor. You will walk in that favor. You will walk in that favor. This is the end of the message. We assure that you have been blessed. For more information, please visit our website at www.houseofpraise.ca. God bless you.